It's Pet Chat this afternoon and we've got Dr David Tabret and Cheryl Shaw. And David, we've just been mentioning an increase in wildlife, Australian, obviously it's Australian wildlife, but you know what I mean. It's um, So when you, when you say turtles, are they coming in, what happens? Are they coming in with sort of damaged shells or what's the story? Yeah, most commonly around this area we'll see the um, eastern long-necked tortoise and they, have, like most reptiles, have come out of the winter period. They're hibernation or brumination and so they're more active, um, looking to get some body condition on food and obviously looking for a mate to reproduce. So they're going to be moving around a little bit um, and, of course, uh, they can come across uh, traffic and roads. They often like to get out on the edges of roads where... You know, it's a bit warmer, so it can help to warm them up oh, early okay. on. Actually, and you occasionally see when you're driving along, mm. and the kids are like, Mum, stop, stop. I've rescued a couple in my time. Yeah, we had uh, um, two of our staff went for a drive up the Hunter Valley yesterday and uh, rescued a long-necked tortoise on the side of the road there at Sandgate. So oh, really? you've got to keep your eyes about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it um, behooves all of us that if we do see, say, a tortoise or a lizard on the side of the road, we want to try and move them on if we can away so that they're safer, um, less likely to be injured. But if there is any sign of injury, if people do find uh, a wildlife um, animal, particularly the tortoise, I guess, and they do have any sign of shell injury or things like that, they don't just heal on the, their own. And a lot of them, that's quite devastating. Mm. That's like basically... A broken leg make, or something. Well, like yeah, it could be like just making a great big slash through your own skin and ribs and... Um, because you're entering the body cavity. So uh, a lot of them will need veterinary attention. And unfortunately, if the injuries are too severe, then we need to euthanise them because we don't want them to suffer. Okay. The difference, of course, between a tortoise and a turtle is the turtles are in the water and the tortoise is more land-based. Is that right? Yeah, it's, and it's to do with, like, flippers and claws and oh, okay. a whole lot of sure. stuff. But all right. Yeah, Most likely... A, the ones we come across in Australia on land are our tortoises. And Cheryl, we've got a special guest, Charmaine Bright. Yes, that's right. And Charmaine's going to be talking to us today about the benefits of grooming cats. Yes, hello. Hello, Charmaine. How are you? Good, thank you. Well, welcome aboard. And I was just wanting to know, how long have you been grooming cats? Um, on and off for 15 years, yes. Do you enjoy this? Yeah, I do. I do believe that there are cats that um, need to be that can be quite safely and happily groomed without sedation um, at a grooming salon. Yeah. Yeah. What breed of cats um, do you usually groom? Um, we get a mixture, but we uh, mostly see um, long-haired cats that get themselves in a bit of a pickle with some matted hair. Um, we have um, Persians and chinchillas and um, Maine Coon cats and ragdoll cats quite often come through. Okay. How regularly do you recommend that a cat be groomed? Um, well, monthly would be ideal for long-haired cats if um, the pet owners don't want to do much at home. But otherwise, um, two, two or three monthly a year if they've got good home maintenance. Okay. And so a lot of cats um, self-groom by licking themselves. Does this cause any problems like fur balls? Or if you are getting your cat groomed, obviously this would reduce the problem. Yes, well, the um, people think um, cats clean themselves, but the, really they just spread saliva all over themselves and they get quite oily um, with their oily coats. And between the oil and the saliva and the dirt from the garden or dirt from their litter boxes, it all builds up and they're all greasy and yucky. So um, 
cats like to actually be clean. Yes. Um, so if we can assist them in that, um, they, they're happier for it. Yeah, they feel special after they're groomed, no doubt. Yeah. 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 And what yeah. grooming tools or products do you recommend to keep your cat's coat um, in good condition? Okay, well, I uh, recommend a, um, a shedding comb where um, one tooth is longer than the other tooth. Um, or you can get like a greyhound comb for cats. And um, uh, you need to be very careful in what shampoo you use on cats because um, any some flea shampoos can actually kill cats. So uh, you need to check that the label actually says it's safe for use on cats. So oh. not, not all dog shampoos are, are safe to use on cats. Oh, that's good advice and, then. Mm. Yeah, and the shampoo um, needs to be gen- um, strong enough to get the oil out of the coat but gentle enough for the skin as well. Okay, so really in summing it up, cat grooming helps to keep the, the cat looking and feeling good. It yep. aids in its cleanliness, um, helps yep. keep the skin healthy. And I suppose yep. it gives the opportunity for owners if they, um, you know, if the, the cat has fleas or parasites, it it, 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 it sort of enables them to um, to keep on top of that. And preventing the matting obviously keeps the cat comfortable. Is there any yep. other things that um, are beneficial for for cat health? Um, well, some people choose to have their cat's hair clipped away for summer because they just want the ease and maintenance of having less hair around the house. And in the and it also helps um, to keep the cats cooler in summer. Um, and also sometimes with a, an elderly cat that's getting on, if they are groomed um, when they're younger, they're more used to it, and so they're easier when they get older if they can't um, look after themselves as well as they used to. Oh, okay, yes. And what about yes. um, cats' nails? Because unlike dogs, cats' nails um, are retractable. So do they need cutting at all, or what happens there? Yeah, it does help to cut your um, cat's nails because they, um, if they get really long, sometimes they catch on the furniture or catch on the carpet and then they rip out and then they're quite painful because um, the quicks are then exposed on the cat. Um, so trimming the nails um, helps them shed new layers so they grow healthy, healthier nails again. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, you really are a cat expert, Charmaine, and I just want to say thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge with us and um, happy grooming. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. That's uh, that's Charmaine there, who is a cat groomer. And it, it is interesting, that old furphy, if you like, uh, of cats keep themselves clean. Mm. I, I actually thought that they did. So Spreading that saliva around, Meryl. <laughs> mm. I, I never actually thought of it in that way. <laughs> and we've been talking about wildlife, mm. David, and there's a website that you want to let people know about. Yeah, look, our very good friends at the Native Animal Trust Fund have a fantastic website where people can go to get more information about um, what to do if you come across injured or stray wildlife out of their habitat. And the address is um, uh, hunterwildlife.org.au. So if you go onto that page, there's heaps of information that'll talk you through all sort of scenarios with with injured or... um, wildlife that are out of their habitat and obviously there's a lot of uh, contact information there to speak to the experts about um, rehabilitating and rescuing these uh, wildlife that we come across. The big one that we tend to see is um, the uh, baby birds. A lot of people bring in baby birds and there's often a bit of a misunderstanding about what happens with birds. It's obviously 
again breeding season. So we are seeing a lot of fledglings and they're uh, getting to the stages where they might be out flight training, flight testing, and they're not quite ready to leave the nest, but you know they're out on the ground or they're on low branches, and a lot of people are quite concerned and bring them in. Now, usually the best advice is that if it's safe to do so, it's better for them to stay where they are because they'll get kicked out of the nest, need to do a bit of training. They return to the nest every night with the parents, and the parents may be around, they may not be. just depends on the different species. Um, but that's an essential part. So if they are down on the ground, then some of those birds are actually there because they need to learn to fly up to the nearest tree. And For we, a reason. And, and good, well-meaning um, you know, members of the public come along and pick them up and think they've rescued them. But really what they've done is they've just taken that bird out of its habitat, out of its training environment, um, and caused distress to the bird and distress to the parents. So uh, it's best to have a look around if you can see the parents are around and they may be, you know, up in a distant tree watching you the whole time, <laughs> watching, you, kid. watching you kidnap the, the baby. Uh, and I guess if you are concerned that there might be predators like cats or dogs around, then you could easily place the baby bird uh, back onto a low branch so that it's at least elevated. But generally they're going to be better if they're left alone. Now, if they've got no feathers or very few feathers, mm. then that's a slightly different scenario and... You need to get them into a dark, warm environment and contact uh, the Rescue Society on the website. And they have a lot of volunteers, don't they? That's one of the big things. They have actually fully trained people who yes. have usually fantastic setups. Well, that's right. They work under licence from National Parks and Wildlife. Mm. So, you know, they're licensed by the government. They have great uh, training programs and I'd encourage people to get involved. You can go to the website hunterwildlife.org.au, have a look there, there's some information about how to join, get involved and you'll be brought through all the skills that are needed for rescuing and rehabilitating wildlife. It's a fantastic uh, um, activity for people and uh, if you've got a little bit of time on your hands then you know your help is always welcome. It's hunterwildlife.org.au if you've missed that. It is really a great one-stop shop of information. We've talked about cat grooming and wait for it, drumroll. Our featured animal is, you guessed it, a cat. It's a cat of the week, it sure is, and her name is Jess. She's up for adoption and she's a super cute little girl. She's about five months old, so she's only young, and she's been desexed, microchipped and vaccinated. She came to us from a family that took her in after finding her as a tiny kitten. She had um, lost her mum and her family and was left defenceless and vulnerable. She's a pretty little kitten and has really done well to have survived so far. Jess is a very smoochy girl and would love cuddles and to be part of a family. Jess would make a good family pet and deserves a loving home and a long and happy life. Jess is ready for adoption. She is litter trained, okay with kittens and friendly dogs. So if you're interested in adopting Jess, please contact Anita on 0400 107603. Cheryl, what sort of a cat is she again? A moggy? She's a moggy, a little black and white cat. She's got some beautiful markings and, yeah, she's a sweet little thing. She She looks like she's wearing lipstick in black. She does. She's ready for Halloween. (laughs) You took the words out of my mouth, Cheryl. I was thinking, there you go, she's got her costume all ready to go. There you are. All right, then, well, thank you so much for your company today. We will catch up with you next week. Is there anything more that you wanted to add, David, anything that we need to know about? No. All right. I'm, 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 I have to think up a new name for my business if you for could. next week. Yes. Yeah. What, what is it again? Animal Referral and Emergency Centre. 
Thanks, Meryl. Animal Referral and Emergency <laughs> Centre. And Cheryl's from Dog Overboard. So there you go. That's as smooth as it gets from time to time on this show.